the guys it's Timmy and this is pro wrestling unlimited as we are here on the 27th of may 2022 to talk about everything that went down tonight on both friday night smackdown and aew rampage rampage was the final show for aew for sunday's double or nothing pay-per-view but 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 before we even get into all that ross freaking chastain just won the truck race from charlotte let's Frickin' go. Woo! Can't be more excited. Ross Chastain getting his, I think, fourth win in the truck series. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Now let's talk about the pro wrestling. As far as these shows do go, we're going to talk SmackDown first. And then we're going to go Rampage since it's the more important, not the better show, but the more important show of the night because it was the go-home for the pay-per-view. But before we get into all that, I want to remind you guys this stream right here that you are watching will be the final normal live stream on the PW Unlimited YouTube and PW Unlimited Twitter accounts. Remember, starting this Sunday with the AEW Dynamite or AEW Double or Nothing review, we will be moving all of our live streams exclusively over to Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. It's just a, I guess you could say, more guaranteed to make more money over there with Twitch. So we're moving everything over there to Twitch. It's just Twitch offered us a spot in their new sports accelerator program. And it's something that I really thought about. And I just weighed all the options and can't pass it up. When you look at how much money we're making off of live streams on Twitter or on YouTube, Twitter, we make nothing. It's just for exposure for as much as we make or as little as we make actually for live streams on YouTube compared to what we will be making on Twitch. It's kind of a no brainer. And Chastain just busted the watermelon because that's what he does. He's a watermelon farmer. And when he wins a NASCAR race, he smashes a watermelon. But regardless, all of our live streams starting this Sunday, we'll be moving over exclusively to twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. And if you are watching on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below and donating right here. Or you could donate Twitch based in the live chat. Also, remember, you could subscribe to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, you take that Amazon Prime account, you take that Twitch account, you link them together, bada bing, bada boom, you're Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games. One of the free games right now is Dead Space 2. You also get free stuff for games like Grand Theft Auto Online, like Fall Guys, like uh, New World. Red Dead Redemption Online, and so much more. Also, remember, you can subscribe to the channel. You get for free. You link your Twitch to your Amazon, and you get a free subscription. One free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you subscribed right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. But on the flip side, oh, man, I need to turn this off. All right, all right, the race is over. They're talking to Carson Josevar, who should have won this damn race. Anyways, if you're watching on YouTube, you can help us out over there as well with a super chat or a super sticker donation. Remember, all super chats do get read live on the air. Also, remember, you can hit that join button down below to become a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access to podcast episodes, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. Also, remember, you can get all that same stuff, but in a, I guess you could say, easier space over at patreon.com 
forward slash PW Unlimited. And finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and, well, buy something, whether that's a new game, an old game, claiming one of their free games, or getting bucks for one of your one of your favorite Epic games like Fortnite, Rocket League, or now Fall Guys. Use creator code PW Unlimited at checkout. It will ask you if you have a code, and you do. Again, it is PW Unlimited. PW Unlimited. Also, this podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. We'll talk about that a little later. As far as SmackDown does go, uh, Tyler Smith in the YouTube chat says, are you going to review Ric Flair's last match? It depends on if I'm home. I don't know if I will actually be home that Sunday. So that all depends. Plans for that Sunday are up in the air. I already had to blow friends off for the Saturday because of SummerSlam. And so I may have plans on that Sunday. I already had to blow off some friend plans. I blew off family plans. I'm like, nope, can't miss SummerSlam. That is one that I, I gotta just, yep, nope. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. But let's talk about SmackDown. SmackDown started off with a recap of last week's main event of the Usos defeating RK Bro to become the unified, undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions. The Usos came out. This was not a bad segment. Could have been better, but we'll see. You know, we'll see where this leads. I mean, I know where it leads to, but I mean, it could have been better. I'm going to say that right now. So the Usos were good in their role. We got a surprise, I guess you could say challenge. So Samantha Irvin introduces the undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions, the Usos, to SmackDown. Now, it's not the first time we've seen the Usos as the undisputed champions this week, but it's the first time on SmackDown. And Michael Cole noted that Randy Orton is injured and having trouble even standing due to the attack from the bloodline last week. Jay took the mic and demanded that the fans join them in thanking Roman Reigns. He started to cut a total babyface promo, even getting emotional, talking about how 12 years ago they made their WWE debut and they're still here. The fans cheered and applauded. He added that the fans cheering them and booing them is what makes a WWE superstar. You don't always get the right reactions. Sometimes you do. Fans then booed. And as Jay's talking, you know, he's getting more and more emotional. Jay said that they couldn't be here without the fans, and he thanked them for their support over the years. He said, that they, he said that they couldn't have done it without the fans' support. Fans cheered again. Jimmy finally spoke, and Jimmy looked very upset every time we saw him on the show tonight. I don't know what was going on with him, but he had this look on his face like he was just very dejected. But they went back to being heels here. Jimmy added that they also thank nobody. They started to laugh at the fans and then mocked them. Jimmy and Jay only have each other to thank, and the fans booed again. Usos mocked RK-Bro and bragged about injuring Randy Orton. All of a sudden, the music of Shinsuke Nakamura would, would erupt or interrupt. Nakamura would come out and say that, I'm going to challenge you, and I have a partner that wants to challenge as well. And they're like, uh, didn't we put your boy on the shelf at WrestleMania? And he's like, oh, no, here's my partner right here. And it wasn't Boogs, because I'm like, oh, Boogs back already? Yes, Boogs, 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 nope, out would come Riddle. Riddle would make his way out to a huge reaction as he joined Nakamura on the ramp. Riddle and Nakamura then uh, charged the ring as the Usos cut them off. There was a beatdown, and Riddle, uh, they beat down Riddle, 
and threw him out of the ring. Jimmy and Jay isolated Nakamura, but Riddle made the save with a floating bro. Riddle and Nakamura cleared the ring, and the Usos left. So, as we learned later in the night, Monday, it's going to be Nakamura and Riddle against the Usos in a championship contenders match. Uh, Axel, we'll talk about that when we get to Dynamite, or Rampage. And then recap, SmackDown Women's Champion Ronda Rousey defeating Raquel Rodriguez a couple of weeks ago. And then, well, Raquel is going to get another shot-ish, kind of. We thought. From the locker room, Shotzi, Zaylee, Natalia, Shayna Baszler, and Aaliyah watched Raquel Rodriguez walk to the ring. Shotzi addressed each of them. Shotzi thinks that they all deserve a shot more than Raquel. Lee left without answering. Ali told off Shotzi and walked out. Baszler and Natalia agreed with Shotzi. After commercial break, Kayla Braxton approached Riddle and Shinsuke Nakamura. They were trying to come up with a team name. Riddle mentioned that Randy's idea was for them to team together because she's like, you know, Riddle, what would Randy think if he knew that you were going to team with Nakamura? And he's like, it was Randy's idea. And Nakamura had this look on his face like, this is going to do well. This is going to do well. So in the locker room, Baszler, Natalia, and Shotzi decided to go to the ring. Shotzi went back for her helmet, but Aaliyah locked her the door, locked the door and locked her in the locker room. Aaliyah was on the other side with the key. Then we had the championship contenders match that lasted 54 seconds. Yes, it lasted no longer than 54 seconds. So, it was barely even a match. Rodriguez went for the power bomb, but Rousey rolled through for an early near fall. Rousey recovered and went for an went for an uh, went for the arm. Rodriguez fought back with a big boot to the face, caught Rousey with a backbreaker. Suddenly, out would come Natalia and Baszler, who attacked Rodriguez, who caused the DQ. Natalia gave Rodriguez a chop block. Rousey recovered to make the save, and the faces cleared the ring, leading to a three and a half minute tag team match. Ronda and Raquel against Shayna and Natty. And this was all right. It was a good while it lasted, I guess you could say. So the match started during the commercial break. The heels were firmly in control. They isolated Rodriguez on their side of the ring and worked over her leg. Rodriguez fought back and tagged in Rousey. Rousey ran wild, but Natalia caught her in a sharpshooter. Rousey fought back and tapped, tagged Rodriguez in. Rodriguez hit a corkscrew splash, but Natalia made the save. Rousey and Baszler faced off. But Natalia pulled Rousey out. Rodriguez then hit a power bomb on Baszler for the win. So after this, nothing really happened, and then we go to commentary. Michael Cole mentions that Money in the Bank will now be taking place from the MGM Grand Garden Arena. In the back, Megan Morant interviewed Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston. They refused to reveal who their mystery partner was. They noted it could be anyone. They got a recap of Happy Corbin injuring Madcap Moss a few weeks ago, and they announced that Moss will be returning next week. Los Lotharios took on the team of Jinder Mahal and Shanky in a two-minute, 15-second match. Nothing really here. It was very strange. And Shanky's now babyface, maybe, I think. I don't know. So... Um, 
At ringside, Los Lotharios, they were dancing in front of Samantha Irvine, or Irvine, Irvin, and Mahal and Shanky had the early advantage once the match actually started. Because, like, Mahal's music played, Shanky was dancing, he then yelled at Shanky to get in the ring. Yeah, so anyways, the match starts. Mahal and Shanky do have the early advantage. Shanky threw Umberto around and rocked him with a boot to the face. Los Lotharios took over and isolated Mahal. Mahal fought back, and Angel sent him into the commentary table. Angel threw Mahal back into the ring, and he looked over to Irvin, who walked towards him. He started dancing again. Shanky then mocked Angel and rocked him with a super kick. Back in the ring, Humberto took advantage and pinned Mahal to pick up the victory. After the match, Ginger yelled at Shanky and blamed him for the loss. Mahal walked off. Shanky then looked over at Samantha and just started dancing. What the heck? What the hell was this a waste of time? This was dumb. Capital D dumb. D-U-M dumb. B, D-U-M-B dumb. So dumb I can't even spell it right. So in the back, Max Dupree. Again, Max Dupree approached Adam Pierce. Pierce looked into the contract and welcomed Dupree to SmackDown. Dupree's officially looking for his first client. Didn't say who it was going to be. So then Kevin Owens comes out to the ring and they said, after this, Kevin Owens is going to, well, his special guest is going to be a member of the bloodline. And I go, oh, you mean Sammy Zayn. And I was right. It was Sammy Zayn. Saw that a million miles away. So, Cole and Pat wondered who this member would be. They thought maybe Roman since we didn't see him earlier, but no. Again, no Sami Zayn. Kevin Owens noted how he's looking for the truth over the last couple of weeks. He's trying to prove that Elias is really Ezekiel, and Ezekiel is really Elias. He then turns his attention to the reason he's here tonight. Owens introduces his guest, the locker room leader, Sami Zayn. Owens called Zayn a close confidant of the bloodline. Zayn and Owens were happy to see one another, and they hugged. They praised each other. Zayn told Owens he knows that Elias is Ezekiel. Owens was overjoyed and hugged Zayn. He was so happy somebody admitted the truth. That was a great moment. Zayn and Owens briefly mentioned their previous problems, but downplayed the issues. Owens said that he always believed Zayn, even with all the conspiracy stuff. Zayn noted that Owens didn't believe him, but Owens ignored that. Owens wanted Zayn to come to Raw with him to call out the entire roster. Zayn turned down the offer because the bloodline needs him here on SmackDown. Even though he was on Raw last Monday, but he was there with the bloodline, so yeah. He also has a locker room to run here. Zayn called Owens, quote-unquote, Uso. Owens was confused that he called him Uso. I think he meant to say Us, like the Usos do, but he called him Uso. I love that. They and Owens started arguing back and forth with each other. This got a little bit drawn out. And Owens became angry and claimed the bloodline didn't even care about you anyways. Zayn got furious and claimed that, you know what? Maybe Elias and Ezekiel are two different people. No one's pointed out that the Usos walked out on you on Raw. Owens then introduced the bloodline to prove that they wouldn't come out. And, well, they didn't come out. He said that's proof enough that Zayn isn't a member of the bloodline. Zayn said he had heard enough and he left. Owens went after him and begged him to come to Raw with him. Zayn pushed Owens and walked away. Then, in the ring, two crew members started taking down the set for KO Show. Zayn, or Owens, furious, jumped back in the ring. 
and gave both of them some stunners. There we go. Good segment, but it was a little dragged out. I felt like it just went a little longer than it needed. Next up, it was an okay match. It was Guther and Ludwig Kaiser against Ricochet and Drew Gulak. The match went six and a half minutes. I thought it was just okay. To recap, Ricochet pumping up Gulak. Uh, to confront Gunther last week. Kaiser had the early advantage in this match and worked over Gulak's arm. Gunther rocked Gulak with a chop and threw him out of the ring. Back from a break, Kaiser was firmly in control with the chin lock. Gunther fought back and Ricochet got the hot tag. Ricochet ran wild and hit a springboard crossbody. Kaiser rolled up Ricochet for a near, excuse me, near fall after Gunther caused a distraction. Ricochet rocked Kaiser with a knee to the face and Kaiser threw Ricochet out of the ring after Gulag got the tag. Kaiser then rocked Gulag with a stiff kick and picked up the victory, basically like a penalty kick deal. After the match, Gunther and Kaiser attacked Ricochet. Kaiser rocked Ricochet and kicked him as well. From the back, Sami Zayn spoke with the Usos. Jimmy's still looking all dejected for some reason. I don't know what's up. Like he didn't want to be there. Zayn says that he can't help but feel that, well, Owens may have been right. He thinks that the bloodline doesn't care about him. He asks, maybe uh, I can be an honorary Uso. Well, honorary member of the bloodline. And they're like, uh, yeah. And Jimmy's like, sure. You could be an honorary. And then the Usos went to Roman Reigns' locker room, because that's what it said. Zayn was thrilled and called them Uso as they walked into the locker room. We then got a video telling us what Memorial Day is all about. We also learned that Lacey Evans will be the Grand Marshal this Sunday for the NASCAR Monster Energy Cup Series race at Charlotte, North Carolina. The longest race of the year, the Coca-Cola 600. This is when they also officially announced Riddle and Shinsuke Nakamura against the Usos on Monday. Memorial Day Monday. Then we got our main event. This is really good. This is really fun. I liked it a lot. It was the New Day and their special partner, Drew McIntyre, against the Brawling Brutes. Before the match, the Brawling Brutes mocked the New Day, stating that they were not worried about their mystery partner because they couldn't get anybody of note. Sheamus mentioned maybe even Moby Dick would come out with them and made a bunch of Moby Dick jokes and jokes. And Pac kept going, oh, Cole, don't tell me. Don't tell me that's going to happen. If Moby Dick comes out here right now, oh, Cole, if Moby Dick comes out here with the dang New Day, Sheamus, though, promised to win no matter what and who they chose as their partner. He added that the partner won't be Big E. New Day interrupted and made fun of Sheamus. Praised their partner and said that our partner can can steal Holland's girlfriend and and take Butch's mama. He goes, this, Kofi goes, this man can steal Rich Holland's girlfriend and take Butch's mama. And Woods goes, after I'm done with her, all on the same night. And our partner is, and ding, ding, tuk, tuk, uh, out comes Drew McIntyre. I didn't do that music justice. Anyways, huge pop for the Celtic Warrior. Huge pop for Sheamus. They made a bunch of Moby Dick references as far as Pat McAfee does go. He goes, oh, it's not Moby Dick, but it is another big D. And Michael Cole said, well, it's a Drew Day, isn't it? And I'm like, oh, no, they just said Drew Day. They just said Drew Day. But I loved Pat when he was like, well, it's not Moby Dick, but it's another Big D. Butch charged at Xavier Woods as soon as the bell rang and they started off this match. 
Woods fought back, but the heels took over. The Brawling Brutes isolated Woods in their corner. Sheamus then hit the 10 beats of the Baudrin. Bad, Baudrin, however you say it. Woods recovered, and the babyfaces gained control. Butch tried to interfere, but McIntyre knocked him down. The babyfaces backed Ridge Holland into their corner, and Holland, though, took over after Butch interfered. After commercial break, Holland hit a power slam on Kofi. Sheamus followed this up with a knee off the top rope. Sheamus went for the Irish Curse backbreaker, but Kingston countered it. Kingston went for the tag, but the heels pulled McIntyre and Woods off the apron. Give me one second, guys. My foot is nagging right now. Itching. Remember, I got that gnarly, gnarly. Uh, if you guys haven't heard, I got a gnarly sunburn last weekend when I went to the lake. My feet are still kind of burnt up. They're very itchy. They're very hurting. So, yeah. See me ever sitting here just like, oh, I, yeah. look on my face. It's because I'm hurting. My feet are still not recovered after a week. Like, they're still, I don't want to gross anybody out. So, never mind. I won't say it. Anyways, where were, where were we? Uh, Kingston countered their Irish curse backbreaker. Kingston went for the tag. The heels pulled McIntyre and Woods off the apron. Sheamus then hit the Alabama slam for a near fall. Kingston fought back and hit an SOS on Sheamus. McIntyre got the hot tag and ran wild on all of the heels. Woods then took out Butch at ringside. Kingston followed this up with the trust fall dive, wiping out the heels. Back in the ring, Holland went for the power slam on McIntyre, but he slipped out. McIntyre hit the Glasgow kiss and followed this up with the Claymore. Woods then tagged in and hit an elbow off the ropes to pick up the victory. So with that, Xavier Woods, Picks up the victory for his team. After the match, Woods played his trombone. Kingston danced. And they even got Drew to do a little pop lock or whatever you want to call it in the middle of the ring. For they all posed on one corner. McIntyre did his little pose. And then a new uh, new member. And each and a member of the New Day were on either side of them. So yeah, very cool. Very good victory here by the baby faces. The New Day. And Drew McIntyre. Overall, I thought it was a solid episode of SmackDown. There's a couple of things that are kind of like, eh. But overall, I thought it was a pretty good episode. Solid episode of Friday Night SmackDown for next week, which is the Hell in a Cell. And I'm think, trying to think for a second here. Next week is the Hell in a Cell Go Home. But do we even have any SmackDown matches announced for Hell in a Cell? Hell in a Cell 2022. I don't even know if we have, there's literally, holy crap, literally, not a single SmackDown wrestler on the Hell in a Cell card so far, and only four matches have been announced, and they only have one more SmackDown before Hell in a Cell. What are they thinking? Wow, I didn't even realize this. I'm going to tweet this out really fast. There is, let's see, next week is the final smackdown before hell in a cell and out of tonight's show not a single smackdown wrestler has been announced for the premium Live event. Oof. 
Jeez, I didn't realize that at first, but yeah. There are no SmackDown matches set for Hell in a Cell, and there's literally one, one SmackDown left. But, again, like I said, not a bad episode of SmackDown. I enjoyed it. I really did. And now I want to know what you guys thought of tonight's SmackDown as we go and check the polls for tonight's Friday Night SmackDown. As we pull up polls here, as far as the Twitch poll does go, 100% of you liked tonight's SmackDown. Really good to see. As far as the Twitter poll does go, why does that keep, what the heck? As far as the Twitter poll does go, 40% thought the show was just all right. 36% liked it. And 22% didn't like SmackDown. As far as the YouTube poll does go, 63% liked tonight's SmackDown. 32% thought it was just all right. And 5% did not like SmackDown. Now, as we move on, before we talk about AEW Rampage, I want to tell you about the sponsor of this podcast. That's Manscaped. Support for PW Unlimited is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in the men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, and they have now released the new and improved Lawnmower 4.0. The fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin safe technology. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. When I tell you this is this is premium, I mean it's premium and I know because I have used the Manscaped Manscaped um what is it called? Lawnmower. I've used the lawnmower myself. Battery life. It also lasts 90 minutes for a longer shave. You don't have to rush it. You can take your time. No matter if you're shaving outside of the shower, inside of the shower, your girlfriend's helping you, your wife's helping you, whatever, you can take your time and not have to rush trimming your balls. One of the coolest features to help trim your balls is the LED light that illuminates the grooming area for a closer and more precise trim. They've also upgraded the 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about that charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a rapid charging dock powered by USB. If you are listening right now, then do what I say. Help your balls. Trim your junk. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping when you use our code PWUnlimited at manscaped.com. Again, your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PWUnlimited at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com when you use code PWUnlimited. But with that, as we move forward, we've also got, well, Friday night AEW Rampage. Rampage to talk about this show was the final AEW show before this weekend's double or nothing pay-per-view on Sunday. We had Excalibur, Ricky Starks, and Taz on commentary. 
along with special guest William Regal for the opening match, Brian Danielson and Matt Seidel that went just a little over 11 minutes. Now, I know a lot of people stated when, you know, I said this morning. Well, actually, here's the thing. So we talked this morning on the wrap-up about Rampage being at an earlier time and how initially it was actually scheduled for 2.30 p.m. Pacific on the TNT website. So I go 2.30 p.m. Pacific, loaded up on my phone because I was taking up the kids. So I was going to listen to it, not watch it, but listen to it on the car drive home. And like, it's not on. Why is, why is Shazam on? Actually, an hour later, when I checked the time for the show this morning, it was listed incorrectly. That's very interesting. I wonder how many other people tried to go watch it at 2.30 and it wasn't even on. Uh, Magma Lord says, I did not watch Rampage at all. That new time slot isn't for me. And I know a lot of people on the West Coast probably were not allowed, or not, not allowed, not able to watch this show live because of that early start time. Because of that 2.30 Pacific, where a lot of people were probably still at work. But regardless, the match that opened the show was Danielson versus Seidel. There's a lot of mat work early on. Regal won't give away any of Danielson's condition ahead of the pay-per-view. They said on Dynamite he was injured, and that's why Kingston had to wrestle with Moxley in the tag match. So I don't know, but he looked fine. This is a great uh, opening match here, and the live crowd loved it. Seidel hit a leg lariat early and a standing moonsault to gain the advantage as the show went to a split-screen break. Back from the break, Seidel flipped out of a flying mare and a... a flying mare attempt, and hit Danielson with a knee strike. Seidel and Danielson exchanged knee strikes. Seidel countered a suplex attempt and a, uh, with a Rana into a cradle for a near fall. Seidel pushed Danielson off the top rope and hit a Meteora. Danielson then rolled through into a single crab. Seidel nearly escaped, but Danielson kept the hold on. He then twisted into a knee bar heel hook. Seidel got to the ropes for the break. Danielson then hit the yes kicks. Danielson went for a back suplex, but Seidel countered into a sunset flip power bomb for another near fall. Match crazy at this point. These two, great together. Danielson and Seidel exchanged forearms, and Seidel caught Danielson for a near fall. Danielson hit the Busaku knee, laid in some hammer, sh- hammer throws, and anvil elbows. Er, he then locked in a guillotine and a body scissors. Seidel is out like a light, and Danielson gets the victory. Good, good, Good choice of an opener here. I thoroughly enjoyed this match. Then we had, oh, what the, oh, no, I did, what the hell? Young Bucks against Taylor Rust and John Cruz. And so Matt Hardy keeps calling the Young Bucks Hardy Boy Cosplayers. So what did they do? They actually cosplayed as the Hardys tonight. Matt Jackson dressed as Matt Hardy. Jeff, um, Nick Jackson dressed Jeff Hardy with the face paint and everything. And they even brought out Gangrel and Brandon Cutler as Lita. Like, the fuck? Trying not to cuss as much, but that, uh, no, what? This was, no. Match went two and a half minutes. And they even had Matt Fax on the screen. Anyways, the crowd chanted, you still got it for the Hardys, playing along with the joke. The Bucks hit double super kicks on both guys. Matt hit a twist of fate on Cruz. Nick hit the Swanton Bomb, and they picked up the victory. 
After the match, they posed in the ring with Gangrel, but then attacked Gangrel and gave him the BTE trigger. The real Hardys then came out to make the save. The Bucks ran down. And Cutler faced the wrath of the Hardys, taking the twist of fate and the Swanton while the Bucks watched from ringside. I'm like, what? What are we doing here? What? This was no, this was dumb and not needed. I don't even understand why the Bucks and the Hardys are feuding anyways. It doesn't make any sense. I don't get any of it. Does this go all the way back to like two, three months ago on BTE when the Bucks kept asking Matt for a piss sample? Like, I don't understand at all why the Bucks and the Hardys are feuding. It makes no sense. Is it because the Bucks are aligned with Red Dragon and Cole and they're doing the thing with Darby and Sting and 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 the Hardys got involved in that as well and now it's all kind of intertwined and wibble webble? I don't even know. I don't even know why the Hardys and the Bucks are, are feuding. What? So in the back, we got Darby. He challenged Kyle O'Reilly to a match. He said, Kyle. Or he goes, he goes, the Young Bucks didn't take out Sting. Adam Cole didn't take out Sting. Bobby Fish didn't take out Sting. You did, Kyle. You did. And I want you this Sunday at Double or Nothing. And if you don't accept, well, then I'm going to have to take matters in my own hands. I will interfere in Adam Cole's match. I will interfere in the Young Bucks match. So maybe you should accept my challenge. And it was announced later on in the show. We will be getting Kyle O'Reilly versus Darby Allen at the pay-per-view. Also announced another match that we'll talk about here in a moment. 13 god dang matches on this show. 13 god dang matches. And you got people going, oh, well, they only do four pay-per-views a year, so it's justified that, that if it goes a little long, it goes a little long. Uh, 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 huh? It's going to be a long-ass show. And only so far, one match is designated to the buy-in, the pre-show. Like, holy crap. Next up, we had a six-minute match. It was Dante Martin versus Max Caster. A lot of pre-match shenanigans. I don't understand the claimed with now the gun club. I don't get any of that. Good to see Anthony Bowens there, even though he was in a wheelchair. The gun club is just dumb and stupid comedy. So Max Caster did his rap or whatever, and then um, Austin Gunn tried to be Bowens, and he goes, Los Angeles! And Colton grabs the mic from him and goes, That's the wrong, wrong loss. Los Angeles! And the North Anthony Bones is like, give me the mic. And he did the Las Vegas! The acclaimed have arrived. I can't do it. My throat's kind of sore right now. But, yeah. So as they're doing this little shenanigans to open up the thing, Dante Martin jumps off the top rope, springboards onto everybody at ringside. He then runs to Billy. He jumps Billy literally with one arm just grabs him like, like say this is Dante Martin. Billy just goes, grabs him just like that. Like he's nothing. He just, right into the apron. Like, just, boop, run, right into the apron. Carrying him like a child. Aubrey Edwards and sent everyone else to the back, said I want this a one-on-one match. And then, you know, they go a little bit and then we go to break. Caster after the break dropped Martin with the back suplex. Caster got a sunset flip for a near fall and an O'Connor roll for another near fall. Martin hit a diving crossbody for another near fall. Martin hit a uh, nose dive and got three. Good match. And yeah, cool. Not much to really talk about here other than this match was mainly supposed to be all the comedy before the match. 
Even though it was six minutes, not much happened in those six minutes. So we run down the Owen Hart men's tournament. We got a cool video there with Samoa Joe and Adam Cole talking about who's going to win. Then we had Dan Lambert and the men of the year. So they ran down the crowd, and then they presented Scorpio Sky with a new TNT championship, calling him LA's favorite champion as he got a gold and purple belt. Yes, Laker colors. And I got I to gotta show you this. The best part of the whole belt. This is awesome. The best part. Of the belt. So I'll, I'll pull up all the images of the belt. All, if you guys didn't see it yet. Let's see. Let's go here. 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 Nope. Here. So. Here's Scorpio Sky's TNT Championship, right? Gold. Um, what's wrong with strap? Purple accents. But here's the best part of the entire higher thing 8 24 oh as a lakers fan that right there that just does it 824 that's kobe's numbers let's got this shot and this shot of the belt as well but the 824 right there on the buckle on the back whoo i love it i love that they added that As we talk about this segment, the commentator said that, you know, it was purple and gold belt. You quite couldn't see the purple on television, but it's there. It's there. Not much purple, but there's purple. And then, of course, on the big screen, we get an interruption of Sammy Guevara, Ty Conti, and Frankie Kazarian. So is Frankie a heel now or what? I don't know. So they go, hey, look where we are. We're at American Top Team, and we're going to, well, just break in. They quote, hanging out with you guys for one day. Or Frankie said, I'm hanging out with you guys for one day and I'm already committing, breaking, and entering. The security seemed pretty lax at this gym as well. There was nobody there. And I'm like, are you supposed to be the baby face? The, huh? They're not the baby faces. No. And so they see the trophy cases, you know, in America Top Team. And they see the, the, the other trophies they've got for like best sports, best MMA gym, and this and that. And Frankie's like, oh, best gym. I'm going to steal that one. And they see a TNT championship. And Frankie's about to bust the trophy case. And he goes, whoa. Sammy stops him. And he goes, no, 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 no. TNT titles are a dime a dozen. We can always get a new one of those. Look over here. And all of a sudden, Ty Conti just goes, McGregor? Just out of nowhere. Sammy's like, no, look at the belts over here. And Ty just randomly, McGregor? I'm like, well, first off, McGregor ain't American top team. So, yeah. But it was just weird that she just yells out, McGregor. And anyways, turn around. A bunch of UFC belts and the BF, the BMF title. Conti goes, ooh, we could celebrate. Take some pictures with that belt. And so they bust that trophy case. Sammy takes the BMF title and goes, I'm the BMF champion now. Ty's got some belt. Uh, Frankie took some belts as well. And I'm like, Frankie's supposed to be a babyface. He's not a babyface no more if he's committing a crime like this. Anyways. So, after the video finishes playing or whatever, Sky is annoyed. And he goes, you guys want a match? You want a mixed trios match? Well, we do it this Sunday at Double or Nothing. It'll be myself, Ethan Page, and Paige Van Zant against Sammy Guevara, Frankie Kazarian, and Ty Conti. But when we win, 
the men of the year and Paige Van Zandt win. Neither of you, Frankie or Sammy, can ever challenge me for the TNT title ever again. That match officially announced. As far as double or nothing does go, a lot of shit announced. On the buy-in, Dan Housen and Hook against Tony Nisa and Mark Sterling. Men of the Year and Paige Van Zandt against Sammy Guevara, Frankie Kazarian, and Ty Conti. Darby Allen will be taking on Kyle O'Reilly. In the Anarchy in the Arena match, it's John Moxley, Brian Danielson, Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz against the Jericho Appreciation Society. In the Women's Owen Hart Tournament qualifiers, Dr. Rebecca DMD against, well, now we know, Chris Statlander. In the Men's Owen Hart Tournament finals, is Adam Cole against Samoa Joe. In the Trios match, the Death Triangle will be taking on the House of Black. The Hardys will be taking on the Young Bucks, what they are calling the Elite versus the Delete. With the TBS Championship on the line, Jade Cargill will be defending against Anna Jay. MJF will finally go one on one with Wardlow in a triple threat match. Or yeah, a triple in a triple threat match for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Jurassic Express will be defending the titles against the team of Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland, and Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks. With the AEW Women's World Championship on the line, Thunder Rosa will be defending against Serena Deeb. And finally, in the main event with the AEW World Championship on the line, the champion Adam Hangman Page will be defending against CM Punk. They also announced that tonight we'll be getting a special road to double or nothing after the hockey game on TNT. So then, Ruby Soho and Chris Statlander, this match went 10 minutes, and whoa, these people, this, this AEW crowd tonight, today, whatever you want to call it, did not, did not like Ruby at all. At all. She got an MJF booing out of this building. Let's talk about it. So they do the whole thing with, with Mark Henry and Chris Statlander cut an impassionate promo. Like, she just was so stiff and just seemed like, this is what I was told to say and I'm going to say it, so let's just do this match. And then Soho kind of was sounding better, but not really. Because Ruby's like, I've been here for such and such time and I've been, you know, put down this minute. Blah, da, 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 and Chris Taylor's like, Ruby, I've been here since this company started, and what do I have to prove for it? Not a championship belt. What? A busted knee and a messed up shoulder. And Mark Henry does, well, that's enough talking. It's time for the main event. This is just a standard babyface versus babyface match. And there was nothing really special about the match. Match went 10 minutes, and it was just a match. They go a couple minutes, and they go to a break. They're back and forth, whatever. Statlander used her power to gain the control before the break. After the break, Soho took Statlander to the mat with a top rope Hurricane Rana. Statlander came back with the power bomb for a near fall. Statlander charged into the corner and hurt the shoulder, or hurt her own shoulder. Tried to press Soho, but couldn't hold her up because of the shoulder. Soho hit a no future, but Statlander rolled to the floor. They're like, oh no, usually that is it. That ends the match for Ruby Soho. That is the win, but not when some, but. You know, Statlander rolled to the floor. Now she got to get her back into the ring. On the floor, Soho did hit a Rana back in the ring. Soho took Statlander down by her arm, then locked in a Kimura lock. Statlander got to the ropes to break the hold. Soho tried to head scissors um, on Statlander, but Statlander countered and reversed into a wheelbarrow slam, sending Soho headfirst into the buckle. Statlander hit a German suplex. 
than a fisherman's falcon arrow, but it only got a two, and the crowd was not happy. When Statlander didn't get the victory, they booed perciferously. They were just like, like big time. They did not want Chris Statlander losing. They did not want Ruby Soho winning this match. Holy crap, Soho. Or Statlander floored Soho with a clothesline and went for the spider crab, but Soho escaped with a kick to the shoulder. Then the Oklahoma roll got the pinfall, and this crowd was ready for Statlander to win, and when Ruby Soho's music played, they were so loud with boos, you almost couldn't hear Ruby's music. It's just... Like, holy crap. After the match, it looked like Tony Schiavone was going to interview Ruby Soho. Well, now would come the doctor, Britt Baker. Before Britt could say anything on her microphone, Ruby said, yo, 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 no, 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 Britt, Britt, don't even say a word. Britt, Britt, put your mic down. Don't, nope, uh, uh, uh. I told you. At Grand Slam, you have a receipt coming. And you're going to have one coming this weekend. And the crowd is still just, like Ruby cannot catch a break here. It was MJF levels of booze. Soho's out here trying to cut the babyface promo. And this crowd is just booing her harder and harder and harder. She kind of says something to the crowd. I don't remember exactly. Didn't write it down. She's like, you guys can do what you want or something like that. Baker just starts laughing on the stage. I don't know if she's laughing at what Ruby said to her or if she's laughing at this crowd reaction. But she starts laughing. The crowd, the, the show goes off the air. And that was AEW Rampage, the final Rampage before Sunday's Double or Nothing. But with that, that AEW Rampage. I thought the show was all right. Actually, probably a little better than all right. I thought it was pretty good, actually, now that I think about it. I thought the show was pretty good. No, crap, I forgot to do the polls. I didn't do Rampage polls, unfortunately. That's not good. But you know what? We'll just take it to the text messages. And all of a sudden, I lost the Twitch chat. Let's do that really fast. Go to the Twitch chat. Remember, if you want to let me know what you thought of these shows, whether that's SmackDown or AEW Rampage, you can do so by texting in to 510-906-1341. Again, that's 510-906-1341. Or you can put a super chat in the YouTube chat. So let's pull up the text messages. I got a couple of them. This person says, why did Sammy, why did Sammy steal the TNT title for Scorpio Sky? I missed something. Or when? Last week he took the belt and destroyed it. He like busted it up or whatever. So yeah, it was on Rampage. I don't blame me if you didn't see it. I barely watch Rampage myself. Because Rampage is usually a nothing happened in, no news show. Uh, What's going on, Cold Cuts, KC? Uh, this person says, I like SmackDown tonight. Do you think Shotzi Blackheart was right about what she... What she? Do you think Shotzi Blackheart was right about what she about woman's locker room night? What? Okay, I, I have no clue what you just said. Says, Since SmackDown has both world titles and tag team titles, do you think Raw needs to put more focus on the Raw Women's and Un United States Championships? No. Because as we've seen with the Usos, they can go back and forth having both belts. It's basically they're just not unified, but... Un, they're not undisputed. They're unified for the time being. That's what it seems like. Versace, Shotzi, and the four other ladies made their case for the SmackDown Women's title. 
Do you think there should be a six-pack woman's challenge along with Raquel at Hell in a Cell inside Hell in a Cell? So not inside, no. Not inside, no. But a multi-woman's match for the belt? Maybe. I could see that happening. I need to see something. Is Ronda still advertised for Hell in a Cell, though? I don't know. I looked, uh, I saw the poster last time, and uh, Ronda is still on the poster. She's still, Ronda is advertised for Hell in a Cell. Remember, like I said earlier, there are no SmackDown wrestlers yet announced for Hell in a Cell. So they got to announce something next week. Unless maybe I missed something uh, after the show. Let's see. Did anything? Well, Talking Smack's tomorrow. So nothing would be. So yeah, nothing would be announced until tomorrow morning, if anything. So, yep. Those are. All the text messages, I believe. Let's load this up one more time. Yep, that is it. And that is going to wrap up our final live stream. Or our final major live stream here on YouTube and Twitter for PW Unlimited. Remember, all live streams starting this Sunday with the AEW Double or Nothing review will be moving exclusively to twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. So head over there and follow that channel. So that way you know when we do go live, I will try to post up and do the different things and be like, hey, we're live on Twitch, we're live on Twitch, we're live on Twitch to let you guys know on YouTube and Twitter when we do go live. So with that, guys, have a great night. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. I'll see you back on Friday for AEW Double or Nothing. A show might actually be quite long because, well, 13 matches. With that, have a great night. Have a great weekend. See you next time.